Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> I'm liking this Tarzani. <laughs> Sorry. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. This is the Fizzle Show. Every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something you care about. Today is another founder cast, just Corbett and I. And in case you aren't familiar with what we do here, we run Fizzle.co, where we show creatives, freelancers, and entrepreneurs how to build a business. One that actually works, okay? So we have a roadmap, which is broken into three different phases that guides you through every step of small business. If you'd like to check it out, you can try it out for free. As a podcast listener, we give you guys five weeks for free uh, because I'm just glad that you're listening to the show. So you can try that today at fizzle.co slash try five. Okay, in this episode, it's no secret that the way we structure our days can foster our creativity and discipline, or it can totally squash that stuff. So these daily routines, these are how you and I get our work done, the times and the places we do the work, the activities we do. So we're in the right headspace to plan and strategize what work needs to be done. So in this episode, I wanted to learn more about how Corbett, founder of Think Traffic and Fizzle, structures his day. This is a zero sort of zero BS look at the real life of an online entrepreneur. And in it, I think you'll find some hard-earned insights about motivation, productivity, and time management. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 166. I'll be back after this to fill in any gaps. Yesterday, we were on Corbett's uh, Corbett's boat in the Willamette River in Portland, Oregon, the, which, uh, is, which is great. The yet, as yet unnamed boat. The un- we've got a couple of ideas. So, Corbett, we li- in Portland, Oregon, there's two rivers uh, that are right near each other, and and turns out Portland is a great river to have a, a boat to, uh, place, to, a great city to have a boat on. We're is boat people now. So, yeah, so so Corbett, Corbett and his wife are boat people now, and I fully support the transition. You know, I think... What is gender anyways, right? So if you guys want to be boat people, that's fine. That's yeah. fine, you know? Eschewing all the modern decencies of, of regular civilization and turning into, you know, cutting off your sleeves of your t-shirts. Putting those funny things on your glasses so they don't fall off. Collecting beer koozies. Yep. You know, this sort of thing. So anyways, we were, we were sitting out on, on the river last night or the, for the inaugural run. It was the first sort of one that I was out on there with, with him. Well, and, aside from the... Aside from the... Dropping in the, the drop in. And we... There was a concert right on the river in Portland and we could hear it. Like, and it turns out there was all these boats collected yeah, right like, there. Yeah, like 60 boats kind of tied up to one another. Exactly what you'd think. Boat people in boats listening to a country concert. That in was downtown just, Portland. In downtown Portland. <laughs> it was just echoing and reverberating across the waters. At one point, Dana looked over and she just goes, this is not Portland at all. <laughs> it's the least Portland thing. <laughs> uh, but it was terrific. And uh, it was amazing. And uh, we heard a, a I'm, putting, I'm doing air quotes here, country band mm-hmm. covering Justin Bieber. And three doors down. <laughs> that was quite a juxtaposition because they did those back to back. He's like, man, listen, I'm so glad you guys are here. We've played one of our songs. <laughs> now we're going to play you a couple covers that have just meant the world to my band and I. Yeah. First one up, you're going to recognize it. Let's get into it. I my gotta... mama don't like you <laughs> and she likes everyone. <laughs> and then... <laughs> The Beavs works pretty well as country. I, I wouldn't oh, have thought. D- yeah, totally. And then uh, then that was a great song. Y'all, let's, let's get into the next one. If I go crazy, then will you can call me Superman. <laughs> if I'm alive, well, you will be there holding my hand. Oh, dude, I haven't heard uh, that song in forever. Yeah. That was straight up Who junk. Who that one again? That was Three Doors Down. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> oh, God. That's Corbin Fire, but it's Corbin back with a zinger. Uh, He's going to make a zinger thing on your dingling. That's right. <laughs> So today, Ooh. what we want to talk about uh, is is what uh, what is it? I I thought it would be fun to to I kind of wanted to interview Corbett uh, and then and then have him interview me, so you, you guys uh, can hear what a day in the life of a, of an entrepreneur could look like. You know, I'm always curious about like how writers and uh, invent like Benjamin Franklin, like what was his days like? You know what I mean? Magnets, how do they work? You know, <laughs> like but like I remember uh, brain pickings. 
And there's a big book, I think, about like the daily habits of, you know, something, something. And, and it's like writers and stuff like that, what they did on a daily basis and right. how they structured their day. And I think a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, we're, we're probably more creative than we give ourselves credit for. And I think the way that we can structure our daily routines can really foster that creativity and discipline of like, of, of, production. Do you know what I mean? Because half of us, we'd love to be really creative, but we actually just got to ship something right now. Or I just got to fit. I got to, I got to quit fiddling around and actually edit that article and publish it, you know? So I think daily habit kind of stuff or daily routine can play a really big role in what you're able to publish, what you're able to produce, what you're able to do over the course of 365 days in a year, let alone 10 years, that can shape a lot of what your body of work looks like and your body, if you know what I mean. If we're talking bodies, I was wondering where that was going. One is in it on me. If you love me right, we're doing life on and on. There's like five people who are like, "Yeah, me too." I love that song. Love low. I'll dance. I'll dance to that. So, are you ready to get into that, Corbett? You're taking some notes. You're ready. Yeah, I just a couple of other things were coming up. You're thinking about your day. Yeah, I am. But the problem is. This comes up on podcast interviews, yeah, fairly often, and I always feel like kind of boring about it, or like your life is a kind of boring thing. I don't know, maybe, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I'm looking at you, and you don't look like you got a lot to offer. You, uh, let's see if we can find some hidden gems. Yeah, dear listener, let us know. Yeah, hey, do let us know. All right, let's get into it. Uh, a day in the life of a day in the life of Corbett Bar. Let's just talk about Corbett Bar first. If you look at your day, what are the big chunks that you see of your day? From wake up to to go to sleep, tell me about the big chunks. Yeah. Cool thing is uh, this evolves over time, which I think is a good sign, right? Yeah. That uh, you're kind of changing and learning and trying to apply things that you're learning about or just trying to make your life interesting like yeah. week by week. It yeah, gets yeah, kind yeah. of boring like if you just do the same thing all the time. Um, for the longest time, I always considered myself a late riser. Mm. And I was also like a, I worked really late at night. I yeah. kind of hit my stride. Yeah. At like nine or 10 PM. And then I'd like lay in bed and work for two or three hours. And then I'd kind of sleep. You'd in. actually bring the laptop in bed. Yeah. Jesslyn's asleep. Yep. And I'm up there like, yeah, turn off the lights. So I don't wake anybody up and you know, do you at least have like flux laptop. on your computer? So your screen nope. it's changing the color just temperature. Full on, just so it, for people just listening. Full on 5,700 Kelvin <laughs> right in my face. Please. That is bright white daylight bright. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's an app on your, uh, for your Mac that you can install called flux. I believe it's free. And it, over time, like, it changes the color temperature. Um, so right around, you know, you could set it whenever you want. But for me, it's like at 4.30, it starts making the whites a little more orange, bringing everything a little bit more yeah. towards the yellow. So if I'm on the computer at 8 o'clock, I know how late it is because everything on my screen is, like, super yellow, which yeah. is apparently more helping to trigger your body that it's There's, like, some time. shred of scientific yeah, evidence. That barely. But for me, what I like is, 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 you know, because... I just I if I'm if I'm working later in night I find that it's hard to fall asleep or my sleep is it doesn't get as good. Have you found that to be the case for totally. you? Totally. Yeah. Well, um yeah, sometimes it's like you just I just want to keep working, but yeah. I, I I'm pretty good about knowing that if I don't get to bed at a certain time then I'm kind of screwed the next day, yeah. so I can cut it off usually like mm-hmm. within a half hour or so. Anyway, um and By uh, the way, this isn't boring yet. So okay. keep going. Okay, cool. Yeah. But so this is my this is my old life and things have changed a little yeah, bit recently. Yeah, yeah. And and also in that old life, I uh my I just always felt like my optimum time to work out was like in the afternoon, kind of after I'd already felt like I accomplished everything. Yeah. Sort of moving towards dinner time. Got especially it. Especially in the summertime when it's kinda hot out. Four so, o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock, something yeah. like that. Um and I'm like not an apologist for 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 waking late or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always feel there's like all this information out there. People are talking about how to be an early riser and yeah, why yeah. it's important, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Five more minutes, mom. Get off my case. Yeah. Yeah. I was that guy. Like the like alarms just wouldn't work on me. Yeah. Anyway, I think something happens a little bit as you get older. I don't know. They say you need less sleep. Yeah. You're getting closer to your death. So yeah. that just kind of. That yeah. just kind of affects itself. You can out sleep when you're yeah. dead. It works out on you. Yeah. That's coffee's tagline. Mm-hmm. You can sleep when you're you dead. You can sleep when you're dead. Have you tried U-Bon? <laughs> You'll sleep when you're dead. <laughs> so um, this time coming back from Mexico, which we're about two hours ahead. Yeah. Uh, I just decided to use the time zone change to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So now I've been waking up at like 745 or 8 o'clock Terrific. instead of 9, 930. And I've been working out 
right in the morning. Yeah. Which is really nice, actually. I've been enjoying it. Get that out of the way. You so feel you wake good up about yourself. first thing, you just like like eight o'clock, you get your workout in. Yeah. Which usually, just looks like a run. Yeah, it takes me like, like 20 minutes to get up and out of the house and yeah. then I'll go for a run or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm working up to a half marathon coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, so wow. I've been running more and more last week. I was out running for a couple of hours, which wow, one hell of a way to start the day. Yeah. Um, clears the mind. Clears the mind. And uh, stiffens the knees, as they say. <laughs> What's that sound? It's Corbett walking downstairs. Clank, 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 clank. It's a radio show. It's an old-timey radio show. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> okay, so now you've, you've changed to having more of a workout in the morning, and now you're getting started in your day. So that's one of your big chunks, Yeah, is your, is your, is yeah, your workout so that's, in the that's morning. Definitely, yeah, wake up and then go work out. And so I've been doing, yeah, usually it's running three days a week or something, but uh, the days that I don't work out, I still like to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I have this idea that, you know, when you have somewhere to go to your office, yeah. it just feels like this great start and end to the day because you're going somewhere like physically moving. Yeah. And you get to like change your mindset yeah. and, uh, and then you arrive at the office and it's time you to get work. in the office. There's an Eagle poster. Ah! Yeah. achieve and you're like yes i will thank you success thank you spirit animal i'm on it <laughs> there's in my case there's just a picture of guy fieri going like oh god these chili cheeto fries are amazing <laughs> guy's like, trying to steal my job <laughs> yeah let me show him how it's done <laughs> i found a guy fieri like overdub spoof that someone did i'll try to put it in the show notes it was terrific it's pretty good okay so so you, you like you like to go to the office but right now you don't you work from home right right so so the, the workout in the morning is a great way to kind of like start the day with a transition from waking up yeah. because i i used to be the worst i would wake up and then just kind of like stumble into my office and sit down and start working and not eat or anything yeah. you know and then you just kind of feel like a piece of crap after yeah. a while and then yeah. the, it makes the afternoon really low energy i think yeah so uh work out before and if i don't work out then i've been going for a walk i'll take the dog for a walk or just go by myself or whatever for a half hour around the, around the neighborhood. Um, which is really nice. So, uh, then I'll, I'll typically eat right after the, the workout or the walk, which is another change for me. I had been doing the like intermittent fasting thing for yeah. quite a while, which means where, not basically not eating breakfast and then you, yeah, skipping breakfast and then eating basically close to lunchtime. Usually I'd have lunch a little early, like 1130 or something mm-hmm. and basically just have two like big meals in the day. And then one like afternoon yeah. snack compressing the the meal hours to eight or so and um i don't know it was fine i didn't you know maybe i noticed that i lost a little weight or something in the beginning but eventually like your body gets used to it and now i just feel kind of hungry after i work out in the morning so so i eat then um so basically yeah make breakfast at home and then i get to the office and and uh review my day so so hold on so okay so everything up to now has been kind of like the the prep the the personal prep time personal prep you're you're Primping and plumping. Yeah. You're plumping and fluffing. Yeah. <laughs> Pinching my cheeks. Yeah. Pinching my cheeks. I do, I comb my hair a hundred times in each side. No, it's not. If you're losing your hair, it's bad. I can't <laughs> with that often. So, so you've got the, the personal primping, right? You yep. do Where you do your workout, you yeah. get some food in, and now you're, you just so said- now, Yeah. So now we're talking about like 9.30 or so. Okay. I'm sitting down with a bowl of yogurt or How something. important to you is, is working out and, and, and doing that kind of stuff? Is that still like totally important? Totally still? important. Yeah, yeah, I love I, it. yeah. I'm not, uh, and it and it changes for me. Like, yeah, depending on what it is. But, You've had um, seasons where you change through stuff. But. Yeah, or different. You know, like so in Mexico, it's it's more surfing and adventure yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, it's just been straight running. Recently, mm-hmm. I anticipate I'll get into uh, CrossFit or something at some point later mm. this year. Yeah, do more reps, bro. Yeah, get into it. So so it's really important. I like just from mental health for me. If mm-hmm. I don't if I don't get some exercise, then totally just start to feel crappy. Um, so then in reviewing your day, where do you go to look at that? Yeah. So reviewing my day, basically what I do is, uh, if it's a Monday, then we have a team meeting on yep. Monday morning and this is something else we changed recently. So yep. we used to have our, our team meetings on Tuesday for no particular reason. Yeah. We decided to move that to Monday, which has been really nice because it, it kind of oh, yeah. lengthens the week and it also really coincides well with the weekly planning that I would normally do myself. Yeah. So we get together at 1030 on Monday mornings and we look through all the projects that we have going on. And then usually what I do is I review the projects and my calendar, and then I dump that all into my task list Mm -hmm. and just try to put everything that I think I can get done in the week in the like current section of the Asana task list. And uh, so if it's Monday, I'm reviewing projects and stuff. If it's any other day, then I just go straight to my task list. And a lot of times I'm working on the same thing for three or four days, so it's not hard to remember. Yeah. But it's good to look at it to kind of put everything in perspective. Get everything in perspective. And, yeah. and what I find is help. What are you looking at in a, in a sauna? A sauna, yeah. Okay. 
Because I find that looking at it in, we, we use two things. We use Asana, which is sort of like a general project and task list. Then we use Trello. Someone asked this on Twitter recently. Why do you use Asana and Trello? We use Trello as like a, sort of like a larger view of like, here's the projects that are in action right now. The ball's actually moving on these things. Yeah. Here's the ones that are coming up next that we've kind of like, we'd like to get done before the, the quarter's out or yeah. something like that. And then here's a big list of just ideas and we'd the, like to do. And the Trello view is, you know, each each uh, box on there, I don't yeah. know what you call it, a Trello card, card I, guess. I guess. Each yeah. card on there could represent something that ends up taking two or three months to finish. Yeah. And within that, there's going to be a lot of little things that need to get done. Yeah. And so we we let each person manage the smaller, you know, grained things that we need to do. And so in Asana, that's something to me that represents something I should be able to do within a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's that, all stuff that, I mean, they're, they're, all of us are on there and you can see everybody's task list, but you really just kind of focused on your own stuff there. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And, and, whereas in Trello, it's kind of like, here's all of the balls in play for all of Fizzle right now. Exactly. You know, so it's like, it's like, we're all looking at like, hey, Chase, you're on this. Like, how's it going with that? And we're using it to as the like the off jump to like talk about that thing. And yeah. I know, you know what I'm working on. I know what you're working on. And then it's like, okay, we all go back into our own asanas and, and get, get stuff done where it's so hot in this asana. Yeah. So the, um, you know, the other interesting thing to think about is even though, you know, I'm an online entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we run our own business. There's no reason that we have to work Monday through Friday during regular yeah. business hours. But, that's what we end up doing. And I think the the reason is, of course, there's like this, you know, you're conditioned for a decade before you start yeah. your own business and yeah. you, you work in the or actually longer because school is like that as well. Yeah. You're conditioned your whole life and then you start your own business and that pattern just really sticks. Yeah. And then the other thing is everyone else in your life is working that schedule mm -hmm. generally, totally, especially like stateside. And, uh, and so, you know, you just, I end up taking weekends off like, like everybody else does because that's when people totally. are available to hang out. Yeah. It's a nice rhythm. I mean, it's kind of a nice rhythm. I've seen company, there's, there was a trend there for a little while of companies doing, you know, having three day weekends every weekend. And yeah. so you have four days to work and, and yep. so you have less time to do everything, but you're at, you have a better like balance of life and work. And I just kind of find myself on a Friday. I, I mean, I, I find naturally in a week, like a Friday, if it's sunny outside and it's, 1230 on a Friday like yeah. it's really hard to keep working past that like initials afternoon lolly sort of yeah. thing you know but um, but I, I can't find my I feel like three day weekends it's like it's hard to get back into work sometimes you know depending on what they're like that's true it's a nice rhythm you come back to go, on Monday and you're like yeah you know to, to give two days off and then and then come back in yeah. And, and also I mean one of the things that this is this is like one of the things that we're that, that's like the invisible here that we're not even stating is like I am so engaged by my work you know what I mean? Like I, I think of fizzle like this is my artwork for last lack of a better term. But like I think of a, I think of an artist going into the studio to fool around to see what happens to to shape and use their process to make stuff and and you know what I mean and right. research and pull it all out and 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 force that practice. Yeah, that's what this feels like to yeah, me. Yeah, and you look forward to it. I look forward to it. And I love it. And I and I can spend too much time in there and and I'll be drained when I come home to my family at the end of the day. Like I need to have some energy in the tank for that because that's yeah. like daddy time for me yeah you know? yeah so and you know my wife um works for herself as well she's an artist and yeah. she has a studio across town that she goes to and we just kind of have this pattern where if it's you know monday through friday then we kind of like wake up and say hey how's it going have a nice day yeah you know and then we don't see each other for eight hours or so or yeah. whatever you know yeah. um even if i'm at home or even Which if is we're nice because you can be a, such a jerk you know what i mean yeah so she gets a little bit of leeway from you know and we do have like 24 seven together since, you know, <laughs> since, for the past 20 years. So, so for 20 years, yeah. Corbett and Jessalyn, they met each other like when they were like, like three years after they were born or whatever, and they started dating the next year. Yeah. So they've been together since, since they had Hot Wheels since cars. Since the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Okay. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is, is this, this, I mean this, and it really, I, I'll restate it. Like it's a big deal when what you do for a living on a daily basis when you're Monday through Friday work week, you know, even if it isn't alternative that way, when that's the thing that you're, you actually are really engaged by and care a lot about. Yeah. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that difficult. I just think most of us find ourselves when we're working for other people in that situation where it's like, I don't know if this matters. I can't find out what matters about it. Like every once in a while I'll get motivated by a project, but I don't like, but I, but like it just feels like the work of this company doesn't matter that much. I'm not connected to the mission of this company. Yeah, you know, so you don't have this big sense of drive. Whereas for me in Fizzle and for you as well, I'm sure, and 
when you're doing your own thing, there, there is a, um, when you're, when you're able to do your own thing, cause it really is sort of a gift. There's a lot, there's so, it's, my work is very engaging and that's all I want for people more than anything else. I wish I could get everybody hired at Google in some position that they're just like, I love what I'm doing here more than like that. You would start your own business because it takes so much work and so much stuff to start your own business over time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's also the only path that I've found to this kind of fulfillment in work, you know? Yeah. And for me, so, you know, part of the, the work week that I love is, are these long interrupt, uninterrupted stretches of just heads down yeah. and I get to focus on whatever I need to focus on yeah. without being interrupted by anybody. Cause there's nobody that's going to walk down the hall and, you know, yeah. and, uh, hey, did you and see the game last shit. night. Yeah. Or whatever. No, Terry, I didn't see the game last night. <laughs> I don't even know what game you're talking about, Terry. <laughs> so, but I love those. I'm a big sports guy. Just to be honest, I do watch a lot of sports. So yeah, mostly uh hockey ball and a hockey ball and curlers, mm-hmm. hockey curling. The, uh, what I love about the week is those long uninterrupted stretches punctuated by a few like, you know, good in-depth planning sessions yeah. with you and the rest of the team or mm-hmm. whatever. That's perfect for me. Yeah. And working in an office was always kind of a struggle. You always feel like you never get anything done because you sit in meetings all day long yeah. and then the rest of the time you answer email and then you have like a half hour to work on a project or something. Yeah. yeah. Our work is way different. Like I, I have, you know, I purposefully participate in very few other meetings. Yeah. You know, I don't do a lot of lunches with people. I don't schedule, I don't really schedule like check-in meetings. Mm-hmm. I'll do interviews with people. Um, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then the rest is dedicated to the team or my own personal time. And yeah. it's, and it's awesome. I find I that it's that weird that, that I'll end a week feeling like, uh, like it does, even though like we have very like simple sort of work stuff, like not a ton of, not of a million things on the table. We're good at like, uh, like divvying out the work over the different weeks, it's still just kind of like I'll end a week and going like, dude, I w- there just wasn't. I just wish there was more time. Yeah, like it. I, I, all I do is this, and yet there's not enough time. I know. You know. Okay, so hold on. Let's yeah. come back to your day. Let's come back okay. to your day. All right, we've had our we've had our primping and preening. Now we're reviewing our day. Yep. And once a week we do a team meeting where we're all getting on the same page. And this is really important. This is part of our company operating system, which we've written about before. That we, I mean, everything changes when you have people on your team, and then how you keep how you keep everybody sort of like shaping how each other's looking at the week, at the projects and all that stuff is really important to feel like you're all in the same sort of boat going mm-hmm. in the same direction. Right. You know, that, that, that is an important thing to try to do. And so on Mondays, that's when we do that. We do right. a, a meeting. Right. Um, yeah. So, so we do that. Uh, let's see the other things that are on my week that are like standing are podcasting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we do a check in and check out process. <clears throat> some of us do the check-in and check-out <clears throat> yeah, process. Yeah, most people do. Uh, which is just, you know, telling everybody what's on your plate and then what you accomplished at the end of the week. That works pretty well. And then uh, one-on-one meetings with everybody else on the team mm-hmm. every other week or yeah. so. Those are kind of the only standing things that are on my list. Which does sound like a lot. I mean, you know, we podcast every single week. And and so that's a, a that's probably an hour plus of all of our time, whoever's on the show. And then I take it and, and edit it from there. Um so that podcast is not an insignificant little like that's the one flag in the ground every single week besides our team meeting, you yeah. know, and then there's rotating like sort of one on one conversations. Yeah, um, which is which is nice. It's nice to have those like anchors in the ground because it, it just, it, you know, you could spend most of the week in this as a satellite doing like, you know, heads down in code somewhere. Right. And you it's like, oh, hey, where's Chase been? Oh, he's been designing something, you yeah. know, and, and now you're back together again yeah and that's the hard part about working remotely with other people is just kind of knowing you know yeah everybody's synchronized working towards the same goal yeah uh so say it's on a tuesday right it's not a team meeting day it's not a podcast day is the club blown up you uh the club is going like you the club was blown up last night right but you got out yeah on a tuesday is is on tuesday uh, I, I can kind of, I can kind of tell that there's a reference there, yeah. and it's re- vaguely ringing it's a bell, and I it's missed fine. it completely. Somebody else got yeah. it. <laughs> so, say it's a Tuesday. You do your primping and preening in the morning, and then you review your tasks again. You generally have a sense, like typically, of what you're working on. Yeah. But I do. I have found that like it can be so effective for me, not only to see what's on my list, but then, like we talked about in a previous episode, why. Like, why this one? Why this one? What was the episode? I'll find which episode yeah, we, recently, we talked, we about, that. talking about that. But so, now, what, what does the yeah. rest of the day start to look like? So the other thing I, I didn't, I forgot to mention is um, a big change over the past six months or so is then I'm not drinking coffee or, or any caffeine of any sort, which is a big change from the 
prior decade or so mm. uh where i was like you know a slave to the to the um the thick black stuff yeah in my gullet every morning i'm what do you what exactly oh oil you were an oil magnate uh no i was a coffee drinker oh got it <laughs> i was way off <laughs> all right so I, you know maybe that's had something to do with the uh the early waking time but i've actually really enjoyed not having to worry about drinking coffee. You just kind of wake up ready to go. Yeah. And then you don't have that serious crash. I mean, you still crash in the afternoon, but it's not nearly the same. Mm. I think there's a little bit of a lunch thing that happens, but um, yeah, it's not the same as with the caffeine. Yeah. Um, but it also means you don't have a crutch to like lean on if you need a little pep. In it's your nice to just like, it, like what I was thinking about the other day, it's like, hey man, just have a little, like have something to just wake up in the morning. It's kind of nice to get going. If you if you can't afford that, like slower, what I find is a lot of, of liberation in that like kind of slower through the morning thing. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about, you used to just get up, start working, then work out later on. But you can kind of like, you could work out, you run, you don't have to, you're not like sprinting from the start. You're kind of, it's waking you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you can afford to have that like kind of slower wake up process to your day. And if you can cut caffeine out, geez Louise, like you just, it, it, it's a definitely a different way of being, but I'm, <laughs> there's not the highs and the lows in terms of highs of a lot of productivity and then weeks without any, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause you're just like, you're just dead. You're just you're yeah. turned off. Yeah. Like sapped for some reason. So yeah. yeah, I think it's more even, um, I'm not against caffeine whatsoever. I'm not on some high horse. I, you know, a lot of people love it. I just decided to stop for a while and. That's, you're you on the to, you're on the horse just kind of winning or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, so okay, yeah. So, so, right, so we're on so we're on Tuesday. Uh, let's say it's a Tuesday. Uh, every other week or every third week or so, Tuesday will be dedicated to writing a blog post. Yeah. We you know we um we have this like grand goal of eventually having our shit together where we have mm-hmm. our content mapped out and blah blah blah. But in reality, what ends up happening is oh. By the way, when we review on Monday, Corbett, you have a blog post due on Wednesday. So yeah, yeah. please, you know, get on that tomorrow. And then uh, basically I'll spend the, the next day writing. Yeah. And that's fine. And, yeah. I, and I love those writing days. It's great. Writing's great. Get, yeah. Kind of great to get in that It's mode. nice. That, writing's great when you can go like, I have all day to do this. Yeah. You know, and, right. and I have and I have a question from the forums, someone, a real person who is really asking a question and I know I can give them an answer. Yeah. You know, and I can really I can really help someone think through something. Yeah. Versus like, how do I make the people like me? How do I try to be popular today? You know, right. Um, that, that That's when it's nice to have that time to invest in writing. I yeah. feel like. So uh, then the rest of the time is, you know, it, it just depends on what's what's up that week. Yeah. You know, sometimes I have a lot of small stuff since I uh, wear the like executive hat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like little, you know, accounting, legal, all that kind of stuff to worry about. Other times there's a nice solid week like this week is pretty open. And, and so what I'll be working on is um, writing out the scripts for a course that we filmed, um, the, all the lesson texts and workbooks and yeah. things that need to be wrapped up. Uh, and, and that's nice as well. Um and then Friday comes around and, you know, like you, sometimes I flake off on Friday. Yeah. In general, the cool thing about what we do is I just kind of commit to the regular, I basically work nine to six, you know, yeah. thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that works out pretty nicely. Um, I don't really work on the weekends unless there's like something I'm really excited about or something yeah, that's super totally. urgent, but that's kind of rare. I don't work that much in the evenings anymore. I, you know, maybe, maybe once a week or so there'll be like a couple hours I'll put in the evenings, but yeah. otherwise uh, pretty much keep it to the work day. The cool thing is with our schedule, there's always room for, if you've got something going on, you can just go do it. You yeah. know, if there's something like, so you mentioned we got a new boat and, um, for the past month or so I had to procure the boat. I had mm-hmm. to, you know, shop for it, find it, fix it up, put it in the water. And that mm-hmm. took a lot of time. And so, yeah. but it's easy to sneak away for a couple of hours in the afternoon if you need to. Totally. Um, and that's, that's really that's where, you know, people talk about wanting the freedom of working for themselves. They want that so that they can go where they want. They can have the time to spend with their friends and family. They can have time to do those little projects and yeah. stuff. And I've got that in spades. You know, we and we're talking about my life in Portland, but that's a lot different than my life in Mexico, which is, you know, where I spend three months every year. Mm-hmm. That's different than my life was when we lived in San Francisco. Um, it's also very different from my life when we're traveling or when we're on the road. Sometimes, yeah. you know, like we'll... Uh, go to Italy for the for a month in the summer or whatever, and um, that life looks a lot different. We can talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit as well. But uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it's not 
all that exciting. But so I'm, I, here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the big chunks are basically, you know, uh, you, you've got you've got self care and some sort of uh, exercise and and preening. You do your hair and makeup in the mornings and, and kind of slowly slowly get up and then and then do some exercise and eat some food. Then you know nine or ten, you're getting into your day. And it's, I mean, it sounds like there's just a big chunk there where you're like into your day, you know, we do some planning. So everybody like it, I find it really valuable that everybody's on the same page in terms of who's working on what, yeah. right? So we have those meetings, but that during that, like, help me zoom in a little bit more on, on that day. Um, I, you talked about a writing day. What's a different kind of day where you, that's not a writing day. It's not necessarily a coding day. Give me one example of maybe another kind of day for you. Yeah, so there, so there, there are some like common things that have to happen most days, which are, uh, for example, we use intercom for customer support. I usually have like ten or so of those to mm-hmm. go through. I kind of batch them up and go through them a couple of times. Yeah, a week. when do you do email? Yeah, so email like happens every day as well, yeah. and you know there'll be a decent chunk of email to respond to. But I've made myself like less accessible recently, so it's not that bad. I, yeah. I probably spend an hour or so on email, and and usually what I'll do is I'll triage it. Um, every morning yeah. I'll just run through it and anything that's super critical I'll get to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'll let things sit in my, my inbox for a week or, or sometimes totally. more. Yeah. And then just, uh, when I'm, when I have a free afternoon, I, I finish like my big task for the week. Then I'll just sit down and crank through email, catch up on intercom. Uh, we have active forums in fizzle and I'll go respond to things in there. Yeah. So all of those kind of things are, are, you know, just kind of built in the week and, and I do it either when I feel like it or when there's a lull, mm-hmm. um, or when somebody bugs me because there's something important that I need to be getting to. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. And, and, and so you've got like, cause that's what I, I I'm just thinking about, uh, you know, obviously you've got email to do, you've got customer service we, we do, we all kind of do a little bit of triage around that. And then the other big tasks that you end up doing, I mean, this is the thing, like when you think about like running an online business, like maybe you see the email, maybe you see the blogging, uh, you know, I'm talking to you, dear listener. Uh, maybe you see the podcast making. Um, I don't know if you see how much coding is involved with, because we're, we do all of our own sort of coding and design. Mm-hmm. So we're able to, we can do, we have those skills, um, which in some ways, like I look at people who are already paying for those and I'm like, you're on the right path. <laughs> Just don't, don't learn how to yeah. do that stuff yourself it, it beyond like a cursory sort of like, now I understand what this takes, Yeah, you know, because the, the help isn't, isn't necessarily super expensive and it forces you to put your butt, you put your skin in the game, you know, and, and like, yeah. Hey, I and need focus to... on the thing that's, that matters to your business, which generally isn't going to be the code. It's not going to be the or code the or the design. It's going to be your content or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like when I think of that, I, I just see us, I see, you know, what Fizzle making courses, podcasts, blogs, I see customer support yep. and then, and then the, and the management of the business, the management general. stuff, yeah. you know, you, he, Corbett is like our team, team leader, CEO. He, he's the one who interfaces with, with the lawyer and with the, uh, sort of like the, the vision overall and keeps us all on the same page in terms of that stuff. So that's all on his plate. Okay, interesting. Now, here's a question while we're in, 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 in your day. Like, what are some things that, that you get hung up on in the day or in the week that you wish you didn't? That you, it happens often enough, but in hindsight, you always know, like, God, I, that just wasn't that valuable. I wish I didn't spend that time. Either it's something that you have to do and you hate to do, or it's something that you, like, thought you wanted to do, but then you're like, every time I do this and I feel crappy afterwards, it's like when I eat a whole pizza. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna eat a whole pizza, and then I eat it, and then every time I'm like, I feel crappy. You know, <laughs> a whole pizza, yeah, all of it. yeah, all even of it. half sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first thing is, you know, having these nice long chunks to work on whatever yeah. is great, and sometimes yeah. I'll have several days in a row where there's just, you know, I can I can pick whatever it is that I want to work on. Mm-hmm. The downside of that is it's really easy to procrastinate and go, well, I've got you know these next three days. So yeah. there's no urgency to it. So yeah. I can't say that I've figured out a, a great way to mitigate that. This is just kind of the part of the constant battle of procrastination in general. That and we just all self-motivation and, that you have to, that's just like, you're, you're it, pal. Yeah. You got no boss breathing down your neck besides you. Right. So, you know, one, Bes- oh, sorry. Besides your self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. You piece of crap. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, one, one way to mitigate that, I guess, is uh, to focus on, tackling the most important thing of the day first, mm-hmm. you know, so review your tasks and then just dive into the one that really matters that can help, uh, instead of putting it off to later and just picking on the yeah. like little silly stuff. Um, another one is to try to reconnect with your why, which is something mm-hmm. we talked about before. Okay. Now yeah. 
I know this has been on my list for the past two weeks. Like, why is this so important again? By the way, I found that it was in episode 163, which I'll put in the show notes. Cool. The other way is um, to sort of tie your productivity into something that someone else is working on so that there's some codependency there. Yeah. So somebody's expecting something from you, it's easier to hunker down and get yeah. it done. Um, so anyway, not perfect at that, but procrastination is definitely an issue. Another one is um, half-finished projects. So mm. it's really easy to kind of get excited about something and then jump into a project and start, you know, Spending the the analytical time up front, thinking about the project, um, yeah. doing the research, you know, looking for trends and things. This happens especially around content for us. Yep. We spend all this time like looking at what's our most popular content, what are other people doing out there, mm-hmm. how could we be doing this better, and then just kind of like moving on to something else, and nothing ever comes of it. Yeah. You know. So what I like to see is. That's fine if you're going to do that work. And I'm, I'm talking to myself here. So yeah. for example, like I just shared something with Chase um, before we got on this call, because we just happened to be talking about content stuff. I had looked at what are the most popular pieces of content that we've published on our blog that have been written by us in the past two years. Mm-hmm. And I came up with like the top 10 list. So that's the kind of project that could easily... I could, you know, it's a Google doc. I could work on that and then just literally forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like next week I could yep. not remember that I even did that. Yeah. Or it happens to come up in a conversation and that's fine. I think what's ideal is probably that you at least tie that research up in a bow mm-hmm. and deliver it to everybody else or, or summarize the findings so that, you know, you know, at least that there's some direction that you could take later or something that's concrete out yeah. of it. Yeah. Instead of just research for its own sake and then you go, hmm, that's nice and then move on, you know? Yeah. Ideally it would become it would be feeding into some sort of like other project. Um, but the trouble is, you know, when you have all this time, you can kind of just go where the wind takes you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you're just curious about something and you go hunt it down. I guess sometimes when you're curious, it can turn into like something really interesting that becomes yeah. a meaty project. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, it just ends up being this half-finished project. Totally. And it's like, so I don't know, you know, what to do about that. But that's another thing that like I often just feel kind of like, eh. There's all these projects that start really easy. Like it's pretty easy just to start pulling that thread. Like, hey, let's go to research. What, like, I'm going to go research what our most popular posts are or whatever in the last two years. It's easy to start doing that. And it's really hard to think about like, okay, so what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Because actually, there actually is some actionable stuff in this. But that's that's a real project. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, how are we going to slide that in between all the stuff that's already going on? Totally, yeah. Another example is like last week, I got a wild hair and um, sent a survey to everybody who subscribes to my weekly newsletter mm-hmm. uh, called Lifestyle Business Weekly. You can check it out over at corbettbar.com. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, I just send a weekly roundup of interesting links uh, from articles about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, uh, I just decided to send a survey to everybody with like eight simple questions about why did you sign up? How do you use this thing? Just trying to get a feel for what's the job that people are hiring this for, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know where that's going to (laughs) go. I just sent a survey, got a lot of great responses. I even followed up with some people saying, Hey, thanks for filling this out. And there's some email dialogue going on. Yeah. And I don't know, I'll, I'll probably learn something from it, hopefully. Yeah, it'll sink and, in in some way, but it's not like it's going to lead to necessarily like a big, massive like, yeah. overhaul. Yeah, and I guess maybe it could if I had said, hey, you know, I'm going to work on this project, especially, you know, since we work on a team. Yeah. You kind of have to like let everybody else on the team know that this is why this is important. This yeah. is why I'm going to take it on. Yeah. Um, but when you don't do that, it's really easy just to be, you know, the week, the next week go, oh, what was I thinking? Like, I have yeah. all this other work to do. Totally. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... I don't know exactly how much of that we should allow ourselves to do, but um, I have a little bit of tr- like trouble with impulse control when it comes to like starting little projects. Like you that. are very impulsive, and so. you do get a lot of wild hairs. I've seen them. Yeah, they all pop up. Yeah, and out. Yeah. So I'd like to turn the tables and ask you. Oh. Uh, so you asked for three things, like, or you just yeah. asked for something. I just asked for a few. Yeah. And I don't want to. I'm not going to ask. What I want to know is: is there something that you see me getting hung? Oh, up good on question. Every week. Um, hung up on, uh, and you know, I think when you, when you talk about the half finished projects that really resonates, yeah. you know, th- because it's something that I do exactly the same as well. You know, there's a, there's, a, it's easy to, as on, as online entrepreneurs, I think it's really easy to think about a project, research it, to dis- to do discovery about it, to strategize it. Um, but there's a big gap between like doing all that work and actually deci- actually saying no to other stuff to get this thing done. 
that's what I've been realizing is yeah. is, is a is a common hang up for me is that I I'm still just an infant when it comes to what can actually be done in a week. Yeah, and I, I, it's a lot like um, thinking about the business as a whole. Mm-hmm. You, you, we all know people who have had like a lot of entrepreneurial ideas. They've started a lot of businesses and they've never taken them all the way across the finish line. Yeah. And so, you know, you could be doing an ass ton of work, mm. like uh, like the actual measurement, like the you know, <laughs> one ass ton of work <laughs> on five different business ideas. <laughs> and you could you could you could spend, you know, 2 years. The actual measurement is still getting me. You guys should have seen his eyes as he spread his arms and like on the table and just looked at me like, you know, the actual measurement. <laughs> Okay, keep going. You could work on five business ideas and get them to 90% completion. Yeah. And that is a lot of work mm-hmm. and you feel really busy. Yeah. And yet you have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and the same happens every week on a smaller and scale. And they're still like, it's almost like they're still just as likely to never come to fruition as they were before you even started the process sure. at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like starting through all of this stuff doesn't actually make it even more likely to be done. Yes. <laughs> you know? and, that, and so that's the thing. That's what, what matters is the completion of the project. Yeah. F- first and foremost, like mm-hmm. above all, even above quality. And this is a conversation that you and I have a lot, yeah. I think, because you're always pushing for quality and yeah. I agree, yeah. but before quality needs to come finishing yeah. the thing at all. Totally. And so this happens, there's a microcosm of that, which is unfortunately happening to a lot of our listening listeners where they're starting businesses and just not getting through them because you get bored with it. Yeah. You end up finding out some stuff that you didn't know to begin with and you just get defeated somehow or something else gets more exciting. And you move on to it. Yeah. Well, we're doing the same thing every week with all these little projects that we're working on. And it's a wonder that we get like anything done, you totally. know, or that, that we're making any sort of progress. Because when you look at it, like every week, if you kind of zoom out and say, what did we as a team actually get done? Like very little actually comes out. Because there's yeah. a lot of this running around doing legwork on little things that don't end up being finished. Totally, totally. And so when I look at our week, I see two things happen every single week, just about every single week. We publish a blog post, we publish a podcast. Yeah. We've never missed, we've never missed doing a podcast episode once. Yeah. Except for like the 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 two holidays that we just, we, we decided. We still not. published something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think actually we, we still did publish yeah. something. Yeah. Right. So that's like just a, it's a, it's just a cornerstone. Yep. Just a publishing schedule. And we, and we, we come up with ideas every single week and we're talking about them right um and and the same thing with with the blog and so the truth is when you've done one of each of those in the week even though we've got you know several people on the team it's you still can have like not that much time left over yeah you know you're still just like it's really hard to come down into like writing for a day and then pop back up ten thousand feet and go like let's do big strategy stuff you know what i mean and this this kind of gets back to another episode we did which is if i'm so smart why aren't i rich yet yeah i'll put that in the show notes as well so you look around and and the people it's really easy to look at some people that have fairly successful businesses and like scratch your head and go what gives like yeah they don't do anything remarkable Mm -hmm. they their ideas aren't that good. Their execution certainly isn't that good. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Like, I could do that. Totally. Well, and this happens with art all the time, too. Like, people go to an art gallery and they're like, I could make that. Mm-hmm. The point is, maybe you could, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And and just because you think you're capable of the idea or whatever, the concept, doesn't mean that you're capable of following through yeah. on this thing and getting it all the way done. And you just maybe weren't the first and then you didn't do it. You, yeah. you know, like the truth is, yeah, maybe maybe you can, you know, put sign a urinal and put, hang it on the wall. Uh, but you didn't. You right. didn't do it. Like right. this other guy did. Right. You know? And yeah, and of course, you know, behind that is there were 10 years of like trying all kinds of ideas that didn't work before that guy stumbled on yeah. that urinal art or yeah. that business that you think is so crappy. Totally. Um, but, you know, we look around and we we just see people who are really good at execution, people who publish podcasts every week, people who publish podcasts multiple times every yeah. week or blog posts multiple times every week. It's just so easy to overlook how important it is to have a heartbeat of work yeah. that is accomplished every week. And so... I give us credit for that, a little bit of slack for the project stuff. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if we're going to become excellent, it, it's, it's... That's a good it, question. Hold on. Well, 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 hold on. What are you going to say? If we're going to become excellent, it's what? It's if, if we're going to achieve excellence, like as a group, it's really about um, figuring out how we're going to get more projects actually done. Whilst still... While still having, having that heartbeat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Um, so I, you know, I don't know. If you had to choose between, this is what's hard, right? This is a ch- not chicken or the egg so much as like as you know what they call a group of rhinos. Have we talked about this before? I know, but dear reader, dear listeners, uh, do you know listener Cynthia, Tom, Dave, Teresa, Tony, Andy, <laughs> Teresa? There's a couple of Teresas in the audience. Do you know what they call a group of rhinos, rhinoceri? You know what they call these things? You know, you've got a, a murder of crows, mm-hmm. a flamboyance of flamingos, which is a real thing. That's yeah. what they call a group yeah. of flamingos. They call rhinos because rhinos can run 60 miles an hour, but they can only see about 10 feet in front of them, right? I think it might even be less than that. They call rhinos, I kid you not, a group of rhinos is a crash of rhinos. <laughs> it gets me every time. Best. I love it. Who gets to come I, up with this? I don't know. That's like the that's like the biggest perk of being a scientist. Yeah. Right. You know, you're just like you're like like a, whatever a biologist, yeah. like the person who's and that's like one of the rare <laughs> parts of science that has some fun to it. Oh yeah, and that was, I mean a flamboyance of flamingos. Mm. Maybe that was like a real Latin term from back in the day. That then oh, sure. That, that, that then we 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 started. Uh, it made sense to accumulate into our world or whatever. But anyways, they call it a crash of rhinos because they can run 60 miles an hour, but they can't see what's in front of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that heartbeat of the blog can be like running 60 miles an hour, but you're only looking at the next, at the next, at next Tuesday, next Tuesday, next Tuesday, next Tuesday, next Tuesday. Yeah. And you don't, you're not paying attention at all to which direction you end up, you're, you're actually going in. So there's this absolute necessary balance of, you, because the truth is, I think if I were to choose, if I were to choose between like either heartbeat of the blog you're publishing every week, or podcast every week, or YouTube channel every week, right? Yep. Either publishing every week, or you know having a really great like crazy strategy that then it takes a long time to implement. Yeah. Like I would go with every week thing, hands yeah, down, every the, single time. The dumb publishing every week, every single time. Yes. And the the critical thing here is. There's this tendency for us to feel like it's all or nothing. Yeah. You know, either we're publishing every week or we're going to come up with this great strategy. And if we want to do this great strategy, it means we have to stop publishing so Mm -hmm. that we can come up with the perfect strategy and then implement it. If you stop the, if you're publishing every week, never stop. Yeah, because once you stop, it's impossible to get started again. No, that is, but it's it's like it's like it is. It's like it's there's this like there's this momentum. Yeah, that's moving you, and then when you when you stop and that goes away, yeah. you didn't you you realize how much that was driving you. Yeah, just that unbroken chain of of events was just driving you, and it and it has a life of its own, and I think that's more. I don't know because there's a, there arguably like you, I would say depending on where you are, right, like. You can do, because the opposite of this happened with, like a good example of this is Derek Halpern with Social Triggers. He, he famously talks about how like, all these people who publish all the time are so stupid. They're stupid. You know, you gotta, you gotta promote your posts. You can't just write them, you have to promote them. Right. And so he's like, I only write once a month, maybe. Right, that's my Derek impression. But the truth about Derek is, he blogged for a really long time before and other sites about different stuff. Right. So he knows what it's like to do the publishing thing enough to where he knows what matters and what works and what doesn't. That's what the publishing every week teaches you. Yeah. You know, so we have this uh, this new course coming out and and I'm not speaking out of school when I say like one of the one of the goals of this. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to save that. I don't want to give that. That's right at the end. Come on. Keep it. Yeah. It's a special thing. It's going to be cool. So should we turn the tables here and no, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Like okay. we're, we're towards the end. I think because because I kept peppering my stuff in throughout. Okay. Anyways, I think the point the, one of the things to get away for, take away from this is is a day in the life of an internet entrepreneur can look a lot different from one to the next. But you'll be surprised how much work is actually in it. You know what I mean? We're not sipping my ties on a beach right now, um, but we could be if we wanted to. But even then, when we I go down and hang out for a month with Corbett in Mexico, like we're doing work, but at a gentle pace. You know? Yeah. What are you laughing at? Uh, just an old Adam Sandler comedy album. Oh, God. <laughs> that makes me curious. <laughs> he was beating me loud. <laughs> hey, what's up, goat? <laughs> so, anyways, anyways, uh, day in the life of an entrepreneur is going to look a lot different from person to person, but you'll be you, like, don't kid yourself. It's work. It's a lot of work, but it's your work. 
And, yeah. and, and it's stuff that even though it looks like a job, I, I always say this to people, like, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter how passionate you are about it, it will become a job. Totally. Like, a job in the end, especially if you're relying on it for revenue for your, like, feeding your family. Like, it's a job. That's yeah. just what it is. And it becomes that, not only, not only, like, in reality, but, like, in your heart and soul. It'll be like, oh, God, I gotta go podcast. You know, when you were like the guy who was so passionate about podcasting 10 months ago. So uh, just realize that there that there's work involved and that you get to set the terms of that work. Hopefully this is helpful for you guys to hear what a day in in the life of Corbett Bar looks like, because I think it's I think it's fascinating. Um, and and that that idea that we can get hung up on. Th- we still keep getting hung up on things that we wish we had better solutions for. But it's, sometimes it's just a messy pro- process. Some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything to add? That's that's quiet right there. Yeah. Uh, I just had something happen in the past week or so. Somebody that I've known for a couple of mm. years uh, called me Corbin. Uh-huh. Um, and it made me realize that that, that, that person strong. Like that's like someone calling me Chance. Yeah, and and it wasn't it wasn't like just a joke or like a slip or something. It was clear that this person maybe just doesn't normally say my name because they yeah. they were unclear as to what it was. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm just thinking like this is one of the things where you know in life you can do yourself a favor to just be upfront with people and like you know shake somebody's hand and look them in the eye and ask them what their name is and when yeah. they tell you. And if you if you don't hear it, be like, oh, what is that? Like, just and just <laughs> just clear it up, like from the beginning. You know what I mean? Because then you go on and on, and then it's it's hard to figure out. Whatever, blah blah blah. Totally, those are great points, Corbin. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're saying that because I called you Corbert, right? <laughs> I have been Chase Warman Reeves. <laughs> I've been Corbett Lee Bar. <laughs> and we'll see, see you there, there, or we'll, we'll see you on another time. time. I love that that's a cover. Have you realized that we say that every episode? So there you have it. All right. Fizzleshow.co slash 166, episode 166. So we're going to find show notes from this episode, including an article there from Brain Pickings about the daily habits of great writers. Uh, I looked at it just like reviewing it, and I got totally sucked in, read every damn word of the thing. And it's delicious. Uh, did you know that Hemingway wrote at a typewriter standing up? Huh? You'll find that and more at fizzleshow.co slash 166. While you're there, maybe pick up one of our free guides. They're pretty great. They're pretty, too. Here's an iTunes review from Carrie from artiststrong.com in the U.S. of A. She says... I get tired of business talk shows that quickly spout information without getting into the larger perspective that drives us to create. Listening into The Fizzle Show, I feel like I'm sitting around with a bunch of friends who, quote, get it. I learned to solve real problems we don't always acknowledge or pretend aren't facing us while enjoying a good giggle over the banter and camaraderie so evident in the podcast. Thank you for sharing with us and making me feel a part of it. No, thank you, Carrie. What a sweet, wonderful review. It makes my day to hear that. Thank you so much for writing it, Carrie. Dear listener, you know our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. You can think of this like Carrie does, as you get to kind of like sit in, plug into a conversation, an ongoing conversation of real entrepreneurs. And and I think that that over time by osmosis kind of shapes how you look at your own business or your own desire to have a business. And if you like this, I would love to read a review from you on the air. Simply open up the iTunes store and search for Fizzle and click write a review. All right, another episode out in our heartbeat of our business, this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Send me an email if, uh, if you have any ideas on how I can make it better for you. You can find me at chase at fizzle.co. All right, find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs>